I want to share a quick story um, of the events of, of what happens um, today. So as every Thursday, um, I drove and went to my, my religious institute class, which was focused on studying the, the teachings and gospel of Jesus Christ. We talked a lot about the symbolism in the scriptures of, um, of the sacrifices of the Jews and Passover and, and the different signs of, uh, and prophecies of Christ's birth and symbolism that was contained. Um, towards the end of class, we began talking about Mary and Joseph. And the question was posed, how would you feel if I was in Joseph's shoes, where my fiance comes to me and tells me that she's pregnant? But it's not my baby, because obviously I've not had any intimate relationships with her. But not, as a, not only would it not be mine, but it would not be any mortal man's, but rather it would be born of God. And up to this point, it was conceived to be scientifically impossible for a virgin to be pregnant and to conceive a child. How would I feel if I was in Joseph's shoes? My answer was confused. I would be, I wouldn't know what to say or what to do. We then talked about the great faith that most, that uh, Mary and Joseph must have had as an angel appeared to them and gave them their holy calling to be the parents of the Son of God, to be his mortal parents. But there was no doubt or, or questioning, at least not recorded in the scriptures. They simply trusted and did their best. As the class ended, our teacher gave us the last minute or so to write our answer to a simple question. The question was, what can I do to trust God more when things don't make sense, just as Mary and Joseph trusted God when their situation didn't make sense? I did not get a lot of time to write the answer to this question down as I pondered it before a closing prayer was given and the class was concluded. So I felt the need to write my answer as the other students left the room. And this is what I wrote. I wrote, I just keep going, keep trying, keep my head high, keep getting up no matter how hard or how beaten I feel. Take another step, pick up the broken pieces of my heart and soul and hand them to Christ and labor with him to fix it, mend it, and make it better and whole. Trust will come as you stand ready to answer his call.
And that's the last thing I wrote in all capital letters. I wrote, always stand ready to answer the call. As I concluded these writings, I then began to put my notepad back into my bag and to prepare to leave with my electric longboard in hand and my bag over my shoulder. As I was preparing to walk out the door, a young woman in the class turned around and asked to the to myself and one other man in the class that I left in the classroom if either of us were holders of the Melchizedek priesthood. And before I knew what was coming out of my mouth or what was really happening, my hand was slightly raised and I said, I do. The teacher was, at, was then, uh, then invited me to participate in giving this young woman a blessing of comfort and counsel, which normally does not require two priesthood holders. I was invited anyway. We went back to the teacher's office. The young woman sat in his chair. We laid our hands upon her head and we began to give her a priesthood blessing. The blessing was sweet and short and concise. As this sister was coming to the end of her service mission in Utah. At the end of the blessing, I'm normally used to exchanging pleasantries, saying goodbye and I'm leaving the blessing as it was given. However, the teacher sat in a chair and asked the sister. So, out of all the things that was said in the blessing, what stood out to you? As prompted, uh, as directed towards the sister. I was interested, I was intrigued that he had taken the time to particularly ask what had stood out to her as the blessing was given. I was a little caught off guard when she had finished. This teacher, this institute teacher turned to me and said, brother, you are part of the blessing as well. Did you have any thoughts that came to your mind as we gave her the blessing? I expressed that I had felt the love that Christ and our Father in heaven felt for her, and that they were well that they indeed were well pleased with her service as a missionary. As I paused, the sister jumped in and decided to uh, felt and decided to, and I guess felt the need to share with us her struggles with with mental health with her anxiety and dealing with um, what she called flashbacks of seeing of emotional or traumatizing events of the past and and being literally engulfed in them um, to the point where where she would feel the same emotions and she would she would go through uh, and react to the things that she was seeing in this in these flashbacks and she shared with her, us that she desired to learn to overcome the, 
these flashbacks and overcome this anxiety that she and these panic attacks that she uh, felt plagued by. Um, and she deemed it as kind of an, an emotional autism is what she said. I felt prompted after a brief after a brief comment by the teacher to share with her my same struggle with some similar things. As I am autistic, um, I, I have struggled throughout my life with different symptoms. I've come to learn that it is, my autism is what makes me me. It's what gives me strength. It took me a long time to learn this, but it particularly the, the understanding came from when I served my mission. When I got my mission call, I was called to serve in the States, in Philadelphia. But then I was also called to go to the Mexico Training Center for missionaries to learn to speak Spanish. This gave me, gave me great anxiety because I had never left the country before. And now I was going to be expected to leave and to come back. Practically all on my own with a group of other young people, roughly 18, 19 years of age, who had also never traveled abroad. We were just kind of expected to do it and to figure it out and, and trust that it would all be okay. I made the journey without any incident, but it caused me a lot of anxiety that I would be overwhelmed by the sounds and the, the emotions and the people and the crowds uh, and the stress and anxiety of making sure I got to the right plane. And then I was also very concerned as well that as I served my mission and taught the gospel to people in Philadelphia um, and the surrounding areas that I would, it would be difficult for me to experience and to teach as speaking is not something that came easy to me, especially not to random people or not to crowds as I was easily overwhelmed by social interactions. However, I learned that these interactions were a blessing. I learned that my autism was what makes me me. It gives me an increased sense of empathy as once I'm able to recognize someone's emotion and feel, I can feel as if I was in their shoes. I'm able to help them and to lift them when they stand in need of someone to lift their burdens for them. I'm able to be God's hands in their life. So today I've, I learned that God definitely hears and gives us opportunities to show that we understand. As I wrote down at the end of that class, always stand ready to answer the call. He then immediately gave me an opportunity to answer a heavenly call. And then he gave me another opportunity to share my experiences and my, my, my troubles with this young woman to help her understand that those things that she finds plagues her are not what plague her, but are rather what make her her.
unique and able to minister in ways that others will not be able to. I will always strive to stand ready to answer the heavenly call as I seek to recognize them more often in my life. I hope to always be ready and I hope to always respond. This experience has taught me much that God does indeed listen and he does indeed watch over us. This is what I've learned today. I just wanted to share that experience with y'all. I encourage all of you that listen to always stand ready to answer heaven's call to be the hands of Christ on the earth to help lift burdens to help comfort and heal broken hearts. <laughs>